the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's a special program today. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And you're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. Normally, this is a radio program dedicated to ask, answering your Bible questions and life questions, taking your phone calls. We'll still do that today, but we get to spend the hour today with our graduating seniors here from Calvary Chapel Christian Academy. Paul and I had the privilege of taking them out to lunch uh, today, as we do every year with the graduating class, and just um, be to listen to them talk and see what really, really great young men and women they've grown into be, and uh, I think you will enjoy them. So we're going to dedicate the program to that for that, but remember, you are always welcome to call and ask Bible questions or life questions, and if you have any questions for the seniors, you're more than welcome to call and direct a question to one of them. Our phone numbers are area code 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call toll-free if you're outside the local San Antonio area by dialing 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. If you are emailing your question, you can email them to questions at calvarysa.com. You can also use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions in that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, 340-9585 is our main number. Well, guys, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging out with me and Paula today at lunch, and thanks for being here for the program. We appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. We're going to go through, and there's no real organized way to do this, but we're going to just ask each of them to introduce themselves and maybe share a little bit about their experience here at Calvary Chapel Christian Academy. Uh, and then later we can get some more specific questions. But as I told you, anything that's on your heart, you're more than willing to share, and we'd love to give you the opportunity to do that. Don't get nervous. There's 80,000 people listening, hanging on every word that you say. <laughs> First, we'll start with you, Micah. Hello, uh, my name is Micah Klassen. I'm 18 years old, um, and I've been going to Calvary Chapel since um, kindergarten. Uh, and I am planning on attending Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, Micah, before you pass the microphone on, you're one of the kids that I've known your whole life. I, I keep telling you this just to remind you, because I want you to remember how much you're loved, uh, that I held you within minutes of you being born. I remember. <laughs> so he's just one of them that we've known their whole life. Thank you, Micah. Amanda? Hello, my name is Amanda Padilla. I have been coming to Calvary Chapel for 13 years since kindergarten. I am 19 years old, and I plan on attending Lakeview Community College after I graduate, which is tomorrow. <laughs> which is tomorrow. Hopefully, if it all goes Hopefully well. Hopefully, if all yeah. goes well, yeah. Good, thank you. Bethany? Hi, I'm Bethany Abney, and this was my first year at Calvary. And my last, because I'm graduating tomorrow. And you've been on the verge of tears all day, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> and what are you going to do when you're done? 
I'm going to go to Austin Community College for a year, and then I'm going to try to transfer to UT Austin. Cool. Now, do any of you know what your majors are yet? I, I forgot to ask. Michael, what's yours? Uh, I'm going to be doing a psychology. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've told everybody you're going to be like a Hollywood movie star. Oh, really? I you, mean, that's you're an actor. <laughs> yeah, that's no, your I, don't, I don't know if I'm an actor, but... <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I, see, I watch some of the stuff that you guys have produced. you got some acting chops. I think oh, that's great. You. Cool. Victor? Hey, I'm Victor Gonzalez. I'm 18 years old. I've been going to uh, school since I was first grade. Since first grade. I'm probably going to go into the Air Force after this. And the Air Force, you told me today's going to pay for college. Yes. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Hi, I'm Carlos Guijaro. I'm 18 years old, and I've been going to Calvary Chapel for uh, six years now. And when I'm done graduating tomorrow, I'm going to the Army. Well, <laughs> you, you know, one of the things, one of the things uh, I told Carlos today is uh, watching him grow, uh, and, and he has two siblings, two brothers that went to the, the academy as well and graduated, uh, and they're a military family. They go, the, all, all three of them will be going into the military. And um, one of the things that, that has been wonderful about you, Carlos, is that you're just really a nice man. Thank you. Uh, and it, it shows in, it, in the way other people react to you and respond to you, it, it just shows. You're just, that's a wonderful gift that the Lord has blessed you with. So thank you for being such a blessing. Caleb? Hello, I'm Caleb Cruzado. I've been going to Calvary Chapel Christian Academy for the past 13 years <laughs> since kindergarten. And after school, I plan on attending uh, the University of Southern California in the spring, uh, and I'll be majoring in cinema and media studies. Let's see if I was thinking I would have the Trojan fight song <laughs> ready for you when you introduce that. But and And you're into film and film editing and all kinds of stuff. Yes, yeah. Film is something I kind of I guess I ran into later on in life, and I don't know, I guess we're all in the same boat where we never really knew what we were going to do, and I still don't know what I'm going to do, obviously, but I guess it's something that I'm definitely passionate about. Now, don't let me embarrass you, but but yesterday at the high school awards banquet, you received an award for all A's from kindergarten through 12th grade every year, and you're only the third person in the academy's history to ever do that, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, uh, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on social media. Uh, but somebody brought me your uh, Facebook page or one of the social media pages. I don't even know what it was. And one of the things that you said in it, you introduced yourself very clearly. I'm Caleb Cruzado. I'm a Christian. And you've taken very public stands for the Lord, and we appreciate that very, very much. Of course. Thank you. Mayella? Okay. Hi, I'm Mayella. I've been going to the school for about four years, and I'm going to St. Philip's. I'm going to pursue histology, which is the study of microscopic tissues. Really? Wow, that's awesome. I had no idea. Kayla? Hi, uh, I'm Kayla Wong, and I'm 18. I've been going to the academy for one year, and I plan on attending uh, Lakeview uh, Community College after I graduate. (laughs) Study what? Uh, I'll be studying um, right now for business and interior design for now. Yeah. Cool. Jesse. Hi, my name is Jesse. Um, I'm 19 years old. Uh, sorry, my last name is Jesse Touche. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm 19 years old, and I'm going to most likely attend a community college. I don't know what degree I'm really going towards. Right now, um, so far, it's been leaning towards geology or um, majoring in cybersecurity. Um, I might even attend the Air Force. Uh, I really don't know yet, so I'm going to take two years and get my associates. Cool. Very good. Addie? Hi, my name is Addison Hild, and uh, I'm 17. I've been coming to Calvary Chapel for the last 13 years of my life since kindergarten. Um, I plan on attending TLU after I graduate, and I plan on majoring in applied physics. So you're going to be in, in we have another student who graduated from us who's kind of already taken that course in, in, at TOU, so yes, you, you won't be alone there. Uh, now, Addie, you're another one that I've known since birth, and I found that something about yes, you sir. at this year's talent show that I never knew before. You've always been quiet, kind of stayed in the background, 
and I was shocked to see you um, at the talent show, and you were singing country western songs. Yes, sir. Would you like to sing something now? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. On the spot here. Yeah. Hey, if you have any questions or phone calls for any of the kids, 340-9585. And you know I love you when I say kids. I don't mean to be demeaning. Um, you're, you're wonderful young men and women. Most of you love the Lord with all of your heart. Question for you, and, and whoever wants to start, if not, I'll appoint somebody. But um, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of being in such a small school, we've got a graduating class of eleven. Uh, oh, we got lots of hands. Okay, let's start with Micah. Um, I'd say that one of the biggest things for me was um, how close we're able to be with our teachers because, um, like, there's at the most eleven in each class. And um, while I was writing my graduation speech, I was talking about one of the teachers, and I was just reading it alone in my room. But I actually started tearing up, <laughs> like about one of the teachers. One that I've never been really close to, but in these last few years, it's just like, I don't know, we grew closer. Um, and so I found that's like really important to me, just being able to just to talk to them whenever we need, like whether counsel or help with our homework and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, being in such a small school, uh, with small class sizes, you can't avoid anybody. You can't pretend that they don't exist. So it forces you to, to reconcile with them if there are issues. And if they're not issues, you just have to get closer because you can't just fade away in the sunset because there's no sunset it's just it's just you're with the same people all the time who is next i saw amanda um the same thing as micah with being able to be close to all the teachers but also like micah said there's majority at least 11 per class sometimes even fewer there was one year where there were like eight or nine of us but i was talking to bethany today and she said it's like we've all become a family and it's really sad to like think that we're graduating and we're all like life just gets in the way but it's like you're losing family members because you've grown so close to them over the years even though they've been in the class for like a year we've still gotten super close to someone that i like love with all my heart and as a family yeah we get on each other's nerves but that's what family does and then you learn how to fix it and you grow closer to each other so i'm really grateful to be close to all of them great who is else Victor? Uh, one of the great advantages is uh, when you're really close to the teacher, you can get on like one-on-one tutoring if you're not passing a class or not doing well. And I think that's a really good benefit. So the teachers aren't too close, but they're close enough. <laughs> good. Carlos? Uh, I also agree with uh, what Victor was saying. Um, one of the things that I really like about this school is that if you don't understand like a subject per se or like a concept, then the teacher will take time to stop the class and help you out until you until they know that you at least have a general idea of what they're talking about before moving on as compared to like public schools that have bigger classes. They can't really afford to take the time to slow down for one student. It's like, hey, I'm going to teach you this, and if you learn it, you learn it. If not, then, oh, well, you got to find out how to do it yourself. When you have the teachers here, they can. They have the time to slow down and be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna make sure you understand this because I want you to be successful later on. Yeah, you know, guys, one of the the, the things that that uh, I've found super beneficial over the years is the consistency we've had. We have almost no turnover in our teaching staff in all of these years. The people that started with us a long time ago are still here. A lot of our teachers are men, and um, um, they, they've been so faithful. And uh, I, I think to have that consistency to know, to, to know what to expect uh, every day, I think, matters a great deal. Who is next? <clears throat> kind of bouncing off of what Amanda said about us being like family, we've, we've had like good times and bad times where we get annoyed with each other, but then there are times where like today, we were just singing earlier, oh, um, and to me, it's just they become like family to me, even though I've only been here for a year. Uh, versus um, last year I was going to a public school and um, I didn't have any friends and I I was just, I kind of felt invisible because there was like 600 people in my class versus now it's like I'm part of 11 people in my class and I've grown so close to them that I feel like that's an advantage of going to a small school is that you grow closer with smaller amount of people. Um, but yeah. yeah, everybody's on level ground. Addie? I'm going to have to agree with Micah on the teachers because the teachers here, they're 
more than just teachers, they're also friends. They take the time to like ask how we're doing or if we're not acting right, they'll take the time to let us know, hey, guys, there's something wrong. But I'm also agreeing with Amanda that since our class is so small, we've become like a family. And yeah, we argue. Yeah, we get on each other's nerves. But by the end of the day, we all love each other. It forces you to learn communication skills, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesse? So, um, I pretty much agree with everyone. Um, someone as, uh, as well as Kayla, who's um, went to basically public school all his life. Um, it, coming here, I really didn't know uh, what I was missing. I didn't really know what it was like to have you know people really care about you and to have uh, this type of friendship that everyone else is trying to look for. And I just found that um, being able to go to a small school, especially a Christian one, it's just it's um, a very loving environment. Um, you really don't find anywhere else. Uh, having teachers that really care about you and take the time to uh, really check up on you, like Addie said, and um, it's just a very close and intimate environment. And um, it's one of those environments that you know people spend many years trying to look for. And um, you know, it's been such a blessing being able to spend two years with this class and with these teachers. Okay, thank you. Um, let's let me just take a phone call before we go to Caleb. Uh, Harold from San Antonio, thanks for calling. Harold, you're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron and everybody. Yeah, hi, I was Harold. Listening, hi, to the show, and I was, you know, inspired by everything. And everyone sounds so good and so great. <laughs> they're better than they're better than they sound, Harold. Yeah, good, good. And so my comment, <laughs> really, my my uh, my comment is really not to them, but it's to their parents. You know, uh, excuse me. They need a well, like with us. You know, my son graduated from St. Mary's, and he just finished up his uh, his master's at uh, UTSA, and he got married last Monday. But uh, as a parent. I needed to really look at things different. You know, when kids are going to college, they make up their mind they're going to do this and that. And all the stories are great. My son had great stories, and he has a good job now. But if I had a chance, excuse me, if I had a chance to do things different, well, I guess you can tell I'm having a hard time. Yeah, I would, that's uh, okay. I, I, would, I would have been a little more lenient with his changes, and with some of his decisions, because at the end, everything has worked out really good. And so, but during the process, you know, so my, 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 my comment is not really to the kids. The kids know what they're doing, you know, and, and they're on the right path, and everything. But as a, as a parent, I'm talking about us, you know, me and my wife, uh, we don't have a chance to do things over again. So just they can just go at things, take it in stride, talk to their kids, understand what their kids are going through if they can. Now the kids have a more enjoyable life in college. And that's basically all I wanted to say. Thank you, Harold. God bless you. I appreciate you it very much. You're welcome. I appreciate the, the honest, honest emotion. You know, uh, one thing, and, and you guys know this, I know your parents, uh, it, it's it's not a science. It's not a book that you can go to and, and find the answers and double check your answers. Uh, parenting is an experiment. And honestly, the truth is that we who are adults, we mess up a lot. Uh, and, um, you know, sometimes we exasperate our children. Other times uh, they exasperate us. But the truth is their family, we love them and we've got to be there for them. You know, Harold, I don't know how much of my story you know, but... But uh, my two boys were 18 and 16 when I got saved. And I was such a jerk, and I messed up and taught him everything that was completely wrong. Um, and I wish I had it to do over again as well. I, I wish more than anything. It's, I have very few regrets, and I feel no guilt about anything, including this. But if I could do one thing 
all over again. It would be to raise my children to know and love Jesus Christ. And that's where I failed as a father miserably. Um, now, graciously, the Lord has been has been wonderful. My kids and I are now, as, as they're adults, they're, we're, we're really good friends, and they love what I do, and um, they see the hand of God in my life. But it's not the same as raising them like a lot of the parents here have raised these kids. Um, these kids, especially the ones that have been here since kindergarten, they've had Jesus morning, noon, and night from the very beginning of their lives. And I wish I'd been able to do that uh, for, for my kids as well. I, I'll never forget, guys, the, the, uh, the time I sat down with my two boys at 18 and 16, so you guys can appreciate the age there. Um, I sat him down right after I got saved and told him, look, I, everything I've ever told you is wrong. I don't know what's right yet because I'm still so new in the Lord, but I will promise to tell you. When I find out what's right, I promise I'll tell you what's right. Caleb, you were next, and then we'll have Bethany. Uh, just to quickly add on to what Mr. Harold and uh, what uh, you said, uh, I'm sure I could speak for like a lot of us or almost all of us when I say that uh, we wouldn't be the people who we are today if it weren't for our parents. And I could go on and on about my, my mom and my dad. And hi, mom, I know you're listening. <laughs> and uh, the sacrifices that they've made for me are just un- unlike any other. They've shown me so much love. And I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk more about them tomorrow. I know that's not what this is about, really. But uh, the best thing that parents can do for their ch- children is to raise them up in uh, God's word in the way that things are supposed to be. Yeah, and just for information purposes, your dad is Pastor yes, Ken, my dad is Pastor. who will eventually take over this church from me when the Lord says it's time. So someday he's, yeah. he's my right hand man. I was yeah. actually talking to him about that the other day, and we were saying that probably wouldn't happen until like way after I, you know, come back from college and everything, like I get married and things like that, and like I'm a grow old. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, the things about coming to this school. Um, there are no secrets at the school yeah, for at sure. all. Everyone knows everything about everyone. And that's uh, that's a pro and a con and all in one. But uh, I wouldn't have it any, any other way. The, the, the environment that we have here is unlike any other. And I love well, what uh, you and Pastor Will and Pastor Barry have built. It's yeah. amazing. Let, let me ask you, Caleb, on the line, you, you, everybody knows everything about everybody. There's no place to hide in this little building. Um, uh, do we control gossip well? I mean, what, what do we... I mean, we all have flesh. So is, is that an issue in a school this size? I would say yes. I would say it, uh, it's, that that's something that... Well, we have human flesh. We're all, we're all sinners. And unfortunately, that does have its place in various ways. But the environment that we've that's been created here is uh, a place where God uh, and his word is truly the standard and everyone knows what is right and what's wrong. And that's that personal conviction is entirely up to their between them and God. But at the same time, this environment is a place where they know what the right thing is. To do. Okay. Kayla had a comment on that. Oh, I thought she did. Okay. Bethany. Well, I was going to... They, they were talking about how close like we are with the teachers, and that's very true. Because I, I went to public school last year, and I had teachers that didn't even know my name. Like they, Some of them didn't recognize me in the hallways because they, they wouldn't know, except they wouldn't know I was in their class unless I was sitting in it because there's so many kids at the school I went to. But here, if I walk in class, immediately the teachers can tell if something's like not right because... That's how much they care and like know all of us. And I've also gotten to go close with everyone in my class, and it really is like a family, and it's going to be really, really hard to leave. <laughs> I said earlier, you've been on the verge of tears all day. I can't wait to hear your talk tomorrow night. Uh, let's take a phone call. Let's go to Leah on line one from San Antonio. Leah, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Uh, hi. I had a question for um, seniors. Um, mm-hmm. If they have any advice for future seniors, any of the um, eleven or the, any of the juniors or sophomores that are going to become seniors. Cool, great. They're ex- they're ve- they're veterans now, so I'm sure they do. Who wants to handle that, Amanda? Well, I'm sure. Hi, Leah. First, <laughs> you and your class are already really close, but don't let go of that because if you 
start to even let go of that a little bit, Satan, Satan will find his way in there to make sure that that divide gets bigger. So don't let that happen. Cling to the Lord and just keep your head up. And back to the gossip, that it travels around the school, but you know you're in charge of yourself and your relationship with God, so don't let anybody else... Anybody else's opinion affect that. As long as you know that you're doing right in the Lord's eyes, you're good. God bless you for that. Thank you, Amanda. Micah? Oh, I think we're inside 30 seconds. Okay. I haven't heard the music yet. Okay. Well, we're about to sign off for this half of the program. 340-9585 if you have any calls or questions. For any of our seniors, if you have any Bible questions or life questions, we'll fit that in. And I'm sure some of these kids could give you some great answers as well. Um, So where are we on time? There we are. Okay, so we've got now, we've got less than 30 seconds. On the other half of the program, guys, get ready. We'll ask some some more questions, follow up on this one, because I think Leah's question about advice for incoming seniors is an important one. Uh, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. You're listening to The Word to Sin and for Life. 340-9585. We will be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of our program 340-9585 we're still talking about leah's question any advice that these seniors would have for the incoming senior class mike i know you have something you want to share uh yes uh, i was just going to say that um one of the most important things that I found is um, to make sure that you and your friends make time um, to not work. Like, especially during the junior and senior years, uh, there's just, there's so much work and it's easy to let it just like pile on you until you feel like, like you're just suffocating in all this work. But it's important to leave some time um, just like for a social life, like just to go and hang out with your friends, try not to think about the work. Obviously you don't want to procrastinate and like sabotage yourself but um, make sure that you're not just all work all the time because you're going to burn yourself out. And at that point, it's hard to get back up because the work won't slow down. So as long as you stay on top of it and stay on top of yourself and be with your class, then you guys will be fine. Yeah. You know, when my son, Terry, the younger son, he was going to Pepperdine and he was calling me one day kind of freaking out over finals and i said well terry why did you wait so long to study he said dad it's taken me all of these years to perfect procrastinating but it's never a good idea to wait till the workload is about to crush you uh because when that happens uh we got all kinds of issues anybody else want to talk caleb did you want to say something and addy next just a small thing like when it comes to getting into your senior year just enjoy it, because <laughs> if you're like me and you just get anxious about the future the whole time, it's it just stresses you out. And honestly, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot more, um, but I still had those times where I was just anxious and, like, worried about everything. But, yeah, just enjoy your year and don't let anything negative become your focus, I guess. Let me ask you a question before you go, Kayla. Uh, uh, anxiety obviously is a problem, especially this is finals week and all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, did we help you learn to deal with anxiety, learn to handle it? Yes, definitely. Um, last year I wasn't dealing with it well, but this year I can tell I've gotten better at um, not letting it control me, I guess, because before it was just, it was the only thing getting me going yeah. every day was being anxious all the time, but now I feel like I'm better at handling it, especially because my classmates have helped me a lot with um, how to deal with it, because I'm not good at um, hiding when I'm anxious or stressed out, but uh, <laughs> um, but they've helped me a lot with just to be relaxed and just to enjoy what I'm doing and do whatever I'm doing uh, the best to my ability, mm-hmm. and that's all I can really do. And this just isn't for you guys, but for everybody in the listening audience as well. Jesus told us to give our 
cares, our worries, our anxieties to him. Um, you know, when Paul writes, take every thought captive, that's what you've done. When you said this year, I'm handling it better. You're taking thoughts captive and you're saying, oh, wait a minute. It's not my problem, Lord. I'm your problem. And, uh, and that's an effective way, I think, to manage anxiety. Otherwise, truth is, it'll kill you and it'll open a door for Satan to pound and pound and pound. Eddie? Yeah, I've, I'm going to agree with Micah again that even though you may have a lot of work during senior year, that you shouldn't let yourself get swamped by it. And you should always make time so you can like just spend time with your friends or your family or just make time for a social life. And before this year, I had been so focused on my school life that I had almost no social life whatsoever. And it wasn't until this year that I actually got serious about like socializing with people and making lasting bonds with people. So. That's good. Let me ask you all the question. Is the senior year, did it go fast or did it go slow? What do you think? Oh, definitely fast. It went fast? Definitely fast. Yeah. What did you say? Microphone. I said yes. Wait, oh, fast. <laughs> yeah. I'd, um, around the beginning of the year, I'd, I'd say the first month felt somewhat fast, and then the center, the, the center of five months felt like one mile per hour. It felt like a, <laughs> the longest thing ever. And then the, the last three months felt like like a like that. I can't snap. I, f- I felt like a second. And <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, and I think we could all agree that. At least the past, I don't know, a few weeks. It feels like graduation, like it just came out all out of a, out of the blue. And at least me, I I I feel like it, it used to be so slow, and all of a sudden uh, we're already here. Yeah, I can so. tell you how it feels from my perspective. It seems like yesterday we had Christmas, <laughs> and then we came back from the Christmas break, and now it's like the next day, and it's graduation time. That's how fast it goes for me. Jesse, do you want to add something? Uh, yeah, it's just like what Caleb said. Um, just like what Caleb said, um, it started slow, but I mean, within these last few months, it's really picked up. And starting this year, it felt like a blink of an eye. Honestly, I still remember the first day um, Caleb and Bethany joined our class, and I remember us introducing them and being excited to have new friends and I remember when I joined, and even that felt like no time, no time at all. And um, yeah, it's really just—it's gone by so incredibly, incredibly flat, fast. And I uh, uh, was really glad to spend it with my classmates. <laughs> Carlos. So I just wanted to uh, add on to what Kayla said about like you know enjoying your senior year. Um, obviously, you know you gotta prepare for the future and all, but. Um, I, I forgot who told me this, but somebody told me to enjoy the memories that you have with your class now in the moment so that you can have memories to look, look back on whenever you're older. So, Yeah, let me ask you a question. Anybody who wants to answer can answer. Uh, you know, we have a, our school. We've, we've talked about it on the air before, free school. Uh, and a lot of times people think, well, free school, it's going to be kind of cheesy and kind of a kind of a converted homeschool education. And I think you guys have found that it's not a converted homeschool education. Is it hard? Is it easy? Uh, compared especially to those in public school. Bethany? Um, actually, I had already pictured that it would be something like really cheesy. And when I got here, I was really surprised at how organized and like efficient everything was. And the even like the curriculum is very intense, but the teachers really help with that because they, if you don't understand something, they take time to help you understand. Who else has that, Kayla? Um, it's funny. Um, my mom and I, last year, I told her everything I, I wanted in a school that my public school didn't have. And one of, that, one of those things like included um, actually pushing your students to do better. Because um, when I was going to public school, they dumbed down everything just for people to pass. And even then, a lot of people weren't passing because they didn't want to do the work. So part of me kind of wanted things to be hard so that I felt like I was actually learning and doing something. And when I came here, um, it was it was hard to get used to a little bit, but I kind of 
liked being able to learn and like um, doing hard work, even though like in the moment, if I didn't understand it, it was frustrating. I would have like my classmates or my teacher to help me. And yeah. Um, so you feel more prepared for college? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think that's important. Let me ask uh, Kayla and Bethany something because um, you're, you know, most of the kids have been here for a really, really long time. You've only been here one year. Yes. What was your reaction when your parents first started saying, um, well, how about Calvary Christian Academy? It's a small school and, and getting in. What was your first reaction? Actually, um, last year on the Friday night testimony night, I had listened to the seniors last year give their speeches, and I didn't even know about the school. And um, because of them, I was like, I want whatever they have because I can see that their lives were changed. And I told my mom about it. And she didn't even know there was a school, I think. Or she told me that um, it was hard to get in. And I didn't have any expectations about um, wanting to get in, but I really wanted to get into the school. So my parents didn't really, like, tell me about it. I kind of had to tell them about it. Yeah. Cool. Bethany? Um, I heard about it whenever I started coming to this church about three and a half years ago. So it was the middle of my freshman year. I heard about the school, and I got put on the waiting list. And then la- the end of last year, I got a call saying that a spot had opened up and I could come if I wanted to. And my mom gave me the option, actually. And at first I had said no because I didn't want to switch my senior year. But I actually uh, felt really convicted, like, the whole summer. So I called Pastor Will a week before school started and asked if it was too late to change my mind. And that's how I came to the school. And, and explain, explain to, the, to the audience a little why, why you've been so emotional today. Um, and I'm sure it'll be worse tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'm really grateful that I ended up coming to the school because I was really, really close to not coming. And at the very last second, um, I decided, you know, God knows better than what I do. And I should probably listen to him because he knows what he's doing. And um, just the fact that I was so close to not having this, um, I'm just more grateful for it. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Jesse? So I didn't really come the same way they did. Um, I've only been here two years compared to everyone else. It's actually pretty insignificant. Um, So I I haven't really spent as much time as they have. But um, I think it's important to uh, make it known that, uh, I mean, it was really just a miracle that I was able to get into the school. Um, I wasn't given the opportunity or asked to come to the school. Um, I was going to Clemens at the time. And it was uh, just after Christmas, and I had um, been in a really dangerous situation where, um, you know, and it's really common, especially out in the world, and it's really important to keep this in mind, that I had gotten into, you know, the wrong situation with the wrong people, and I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, and uh, my parents were really worried for me. I mean, pretty much for my life, I had almost died. Um, They had no idea, um, you know... I was really in a rough spot, and, you know, that Sunday, the you know, Pastor Ron was, you were giving the, an altar call, <laughs> and, um, you know, I felt just convicted, and I knew, I've been a Christian all my life, and, you know, I've had some rough spots, but uh, I've pretty much always been a Christian, and I knew that I had to get up there, and that I had to, you know, um, give my life again, to ask for forgiveness, and what do you know? My dad's talking to Pastor Will, and they had been good friends for a little while, and um, just the week before, a spot opened up. <laughs> like, what a miracle, I mean. And I knew that I couldn't keep going to my old school because, you know, it was just, it, it, I just couldn't be around that environment anymore. And, um, you know, Jesus really blessed me with the opportunity of being able to come to the school, I mean, with terrible grades and... Uh, I just want to thank everyone here. I just want to thank Pastor Will for taking me, even though, you know, I didn't really seem like a good kid. And um, even though, I just want to thank everyone for uh, taking me in uh, when I really needed it. And thank 
Jesus for uh, helping me get out of a really bad situation. That's one of the things that we're here to, to accomplish. Um, Myela? Yes. Um, I've been going to the school a little bit longer than they have. Um, about four years. Technically, it's three and a half, but I'm coming to the school. I actually, originally, I chose to come here. And my mom was like, what? Christian school? You want to go there? And I was like, yeah, I think it'd be cool to try it out. Because I really hated where I was going because nobody cared about anybody. The teachers, the schoolwork, like, the teachers didn't even care about their job. They would hand out, like, like paperwork that they got from some website and they would tell us to fill it out and then they'd be like, it's due tomorrow, it's homework. We never had any tests or quizzes. Like, even then, like, they didn't actually ask for the paperwork back. It was just to keep us busy. They mm-hmm. really didn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. And the people didn't care about anybody either. They didn't care about feelings. Like, it was really, really bad. And I had gotten to a really bad mental state, and I just was hating myself and everything. And then I heard about the school. I had known about the school for as long as I've been coming to the church. But then I heard that there was a spot available. And so I told my mom, I was like, hey, can I go there? <laughs> And I ended up coming, but there was a complication, and I had to leave um, halfway through my first year. And I went back to public school, and at first I was kind of, I was really upset. But then I was like, it's fine. I mean, it had to have happened for a reason. But then I fell back into everything that I was doing before, and it got really bad really quickly. And I almost didn't come back, um, but my mom had seen, she had caught me um, harming myself. And she was like, I think you need to go back to the school. And I was like, no, I don't want to go back. Like, I'm fine. And she was like, clearly you're not. And she forced me to go back to the school. And she was like, I want you to go in the office and talk to Pastor Will and see if he's willing to open up an extra spot. Because originally there wasn't an extra spot. The class was full. But they opened it up because I was sitting in his office crying <laughs> about <laughs> how I hated my school. But I didn't see how bad it was for me. And looking back, I am really, really glad that my mom was at her end. Yeah. And she forced me to come back because I wouldn't have chosen to come back. See, those are the lessons that we all learn as we walk with the Lord a little bit longer. We, we look back and see how his hand was always in our lives and sort of guiding and sometimes pulling to get us to a place that we needed to be um, in order to, to meet him and really give our hearts to him. You know, one, one thing before you go, Kayla, one thing I want to share with the audience is when we talk about um, uh, the school's hard to get in, it's not because we have really high standards. Um, we don't even require that people be Christians to come here. We, we want this to be a school that is evangelistic. Uh, we can't force people to believe. We, we want to give them the opportunity to believe. Um, but, but our lack of availability is simply space. Free schools are very popular. We have a waiting list that's really, really long. And we get to look back and see God's hand sort of move and do things uh, to get the, the people that need to be here in. And uh, then we get to think, well, wait a minute, God, God had this covered all along. So, um, again, it's not because we have standards. We take people from all backgrounds and we take people from, um, you know, whether they're the brightest students in the world or not. Um, we just want to give people an opportunity. Caleb, would you want to offer it? So originally when I had told my mom that I wanted to go to the school, I didn't know she had emailed Pastor Will about it. And I think for like a month he had been watching me at any event that I went to that was church-related, and he was seeing how I was as a person. And when my mom told me that she had emailed him, I, I was just like, well, if God wants me to go, then I'll just gonna, I'm just going to let him open the door because I heard that you know it's hard to get it's hard to get into the school because of the waiting list and everything. I wasn't going to um, try to force it if I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, well, either way, I don't feel like I have anything to lose since I'm just going to want to graduate still. And then if I, be, if I be able to go to school, then that'd be great. And he talked to me on a Friday night because my mom made me go up to him and like talk to him about <laughs> getting into the school. And he was like, are you sure you want to going to the school and he was um kind of saying that it's not like church it's it's still a school and everything like that and i was when he was telling me everything i was just kind of like what principal just tells you like it's 
there's it's still a school and it's not like church. Like usually I would think that they would say all good things, but he was just being real and honest to me. And I told him that I still wanted to go to the school, but he had told me it was full. So I wasn't really expecting to get in. And not long after, um, he had told us that I'd be able to go into the school because I think at the time he had said he was going to make space. And then shortly after, he said there was an extra spot. Um, but really, it was it was all God because last year, like as Mayela was saying, everything in a public school, no one really cares about each other. Your teacher doesn't really care about you. They don't really care about the work that they give you. And um, I, I just, I was really seeking for something better than what I had. And I definitely got that. And I really, I told my class this earlier, they were really an answer prayer. And this whole school itself was um, just an answer prayer. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we try to communicate to parents who want their kids in is that everything that's in the public schools here, too, we have kids that aren't saved. Uh, the kids that are saved have flesh. We struggle with the same things in the world, exposure to worldly things. And we're not trying to keep the world out. What we're trying to do is prepare our students to deal with the world from a Christ-like perspective. And and uh, that's our job, equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Uh, let's go to a phone call, then we'll get Amanda on the other side of the phone call. Let's go to Leanne. I hope that's the way I pronounce it, from San Antonio on line one. Thank you for holding her on the air. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good. Last week, I need, I need to, I need to know uh, why. Uh, why did you say my pastor is a false prophet or for a false teacher? I, I don't know who your pastor is, Leanne. Oh, John Hagee. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'll deal with this in detail on Friday's program, so if you'll tune in, I appreciate it. I'll give you the short answer now. Um, John Hagee is a prosperity gospel teacher. Uh, it is a false gospel. Uh, I have no doubt that John Hagee is a believer, that he is truly saved and going to be in heaven. Um, it's just that the doctrine he espouses is uh, incompatible with the teachings of Christ. Now, certainly not everything that he teaches uh, is false. But so much of it is that it causes all kinds of problems and difficulties. So, Leon, if because of the subject matter today, if you'll give me, uh, if you'll tune in Friday, I'll try to do this at the top of the hour. We're making a note of doing that. So Friday's program, um, right at the top of the hour for four o'clock, we'll I'll deal with this in a little bit more detail. Thank you for calling and thank you for holding, Amanda. Yes, I just wanted to add on to. Uh, each thing that each of the girls said, because there's four girls in our class, but I am the only girl who has been here since kindergarten, actually. I've gone through about, I'd say, seven other girls who came and left. And I am just very grateful to hear the way that they came, like they've come into the school to see God's hand at work and to see how he's brought them, brought Mayella, and then she left and how he's brought her back. And I've actually gotten really close to her, and I'm really grateful for that. I've never been good at being friends with girls because they've always just kind of left. And I was the only one standing here still with all of these guys. And I'm just very grateful to have girls in my class who I can consider family. Yeah, we bicker, but we're girls. We do that. But I'm just really grateful that um, God brought y'all into my life in the school. Shy side. I think that's safe to say. And um, getting to know her has been one of the real great joys. Um, you may not know it, Mayella, but, but Paula prays for you all the time, and she's just so in love with you and what you've allowed the Lord to do. So um, thank you for doing that. And sometimes if you were in a big school, as you guys have already indicated, people get lost. Let me finish by asking just the four who have been here since kindergarten. Okay, and we've got, I think, three minutes left is all. So real quick answers. Addie, I'll start with you. Um, your whole life has, has revolved around Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Yes, sir. You grew up here, you were baptized here, you go to school here, uh, you come to church here. Uh, it, it, what's it like being in that environment all the time? Does it ever get to be too much? I mean, on occasion, there... Let me... Let me uh, 
this this church has always been a blessing to me, and there are times where I'm not completely blind to its flaws because every church is going to have flaws. But overall, this church is my home, and I really can't think of myself going anywhere else. That's and right. that's why I'm glad I'm staying. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, it depends on what you mean by uh, too much. <laughs> I uh, well, the one thing about uh, God's word is that like if it's easy to grow numb to it, and especially since we're here in this church, we've been here for 13 years in the school. Uh, there have been times I'm sure for all of us where it's felt like we've, we're always getting fed and fed the God's word. But what this school has taught us is that God's word is important, and uh, it's uh, something that uh, it's living and active, and it's something that you can never. Uh, Take for granted, and it's uh, important to know that God's word and it, it is everything. It's uh, it's, it's how uh, God speaks to us as Christians, and it's how uh, He reveal, reveals Himself in our lives. So uh, it's uh, to say that uh, God's word, uh, or say that the Bible is too much in this church, uh, it's impossible. <laughs> Amen. Say that uh, all the. All the God we get, all the love and the word that we get is too much. Uh, like you said, we've been gone here since kindergarten, and even some of us, when we were little in the toddler room growing up, even before then. So we've been here our whole lives, and I wouldn't say that it's become too much, but it's a good balance. Thank you. Real quickly, Mike, for that's 30 seconds. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to get out. Okay. Um, no, definitely not too much, just because um, me being here has ensured that um, my I'm always surrounded by love. And I'm just extremely grateful for that and what it's done. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, seniors. It's been great to spend the day with you. I'll see you tomorrow with the date day edition of the program. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.